So about six, seven years ago, I got asked to, to go apply for a job that was really out of my wheelhouse. It was in politics, and all my life I'd been a, I'd been a space guy, doing operations, yeah. project management, all this kind of stuff. And my first day on the job in this new political realm, I get a phone call, and I answer it, and it says, this Buzz Aldrin. I was like, <laughs> holy crap, what do I do now? Buzz Aldrin's calling you. Buzz Aldrin's calling me, and I don't even know how to deal with this situation. Yeah. But what's pretty cool about this is through dealing with guys like Buzz Aldrin, who actually spent the next 30 minutes after that chewing me out, <laughs> was I learned a lot about how to get uncomfortable and how to deal with all sorts of new situations. And I gained a whole lot of different confidence about dealing with people of all sorts of stature, even if they are nation's heroes. Oh, yeah. And, uh, and I think I learned a lot about myself through the process. Well, welcome to Barrow Leadership. I'm Johnny Wynn, artist, adventurer, and student of leadership. And I'm Jeremy Parsons. I'm a father, I'm a project manager, and uh, a student of leadership. Nice. And uh, well, we are here to give you a short dose on leadership and productivity through our stories and hopefully some of our humor. Well, we'll see if we're actually funny. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> There's always the attempt to be funny, but... So... So Buzz Aldrin calls you up, and what you do? You're like, uh. So so here I am, right? I'm taking yeah. on this job in the in the Senate, and I'm I'm you know this is this is one of the most uncomfortable situations in my in my life, right? So Buzz Aldrin, I've heard about him my whole life. He's one of my heroes. Yeah. Um. And uh, and so I had just started this job in the Senate. It was it was literally my first day, and so he calls me up, and um, he happened to have the cell phone. Uh, number because it was my predecessors and so it was actually a senate cell phone and he calls me up and i answer it and it was buzz aldrin i was like you gotta be crapping <laughs> Somebody, no. somebody's pranking me right now yeah and uh it's good and, accent but yeah. and and it was no it was it was actually buzz aldrin and he was really angry about um at the time the cancellation of uh of a of the mars program and a number of different things that were kind of mm. going on and and he was wanting to speak with the senator and he was wanting to provide a number of his opinions and um, he was very passionate about space. So, so, so how did you handle it? So all in all, this was one of the great ways to start out a, a new job. So um, after that and Buzz telling me I was an idiot, my, you know, everything like that, I was like, yes, sir, I'll make sure to take care of that. And then I immediately hung up the phone. I went down to the senator's office and the senator goes, yeah, yeah, he, uh, he does that uh, pretty regularly. Um, well so, understood. So, so up until that point, you were like sweating bullets. Like, oh, I don't know how to approach the senator and tell him this bad news. And the senator just waves it off. You know, and a, a wave of relief must have just washed over you. Pretty much. Right? Pretty much. It sounds like more often than not, when we're faced with these uncomfortable situations, we go through it. And at the end of this experience is that wave of relief almost. You're like, yeah. whew. It's a good thing I did that. It's a good thing I did the right thing. It's a good thing I confronted it. So what, what I learned yeah. through a lot of this mm -hmm. was, was it, it's all about gaining perspective, right? So my perspective prior to going to the Senate was very, very small, right? It, mm -hmm. was, it was this little 
kind of knothole in the world. But then I went up and I worked in the Senate for a year, and I gained a much more macro perspective of the politics involved with the nation's space program, the money, the you know the different machinations yeah, so, that were involved. But why did you go in the first place? Well, we like, had just canceled Constellation, and um, and I was really looking to understand why. I wanted to kind of be involved with some of those decisions driving the bigger picture. Yeah. And, um, and that was one of the ways that I thought I could see to do it. I was incredibly uncomfortable when I would walk in and have to talk with CEOs of all of the major nation space pro, mm-hmm. you know, uh, providers. Um, but after a bit of time, right, I got really comfortable with it. And so that's kind of the point, right, is you have a learning curve where, you know, you could be intimidated by these people for the first meeting, the second meeting, and eventually, right, you can sit down and converse with them and realize they're just like you or me. They just have a little bit more influence. So if somebody's listening to this podcast right now, what advice do we give them? Because so, it sounds, you know, it's, it's a little generic enough to say, hey, go get uncomfortable. But in what area and how to do that? You know? So, that that's a good question. So for me, right? I think I think you have to make yourself uncomfortable to build confidence. Confidence you can then parlay into so many different areas of your life. True. I found that I was much more competent in a number of different areas than what I originally thought. And so I I feel I can walk into almost any situation now and perform in a manner that is not mm-hmm. poor, right? Mm-hmm. Or at least I can take a decent control of a situation, learn, and at least perform over a period of time. It's funny. It's funny. You said the word perform twice there. And and that's almost the way I think about it too sometimes. When I try to stretch myself to be uncomfortable, I think of it in terms of a performance. Like when I step into whatever uncomfortable situation it is, that's not Johnny Wynn stepping into it. That's Johnny Wynn, the whatever character I've made up for myself in that situation. Kabuki right? theater? I guess so, if you have right. to, I'll yeah. put on some white makeup and I just start dancing around like it. No, <laughs> no but but I mean, in in certain cases, right? You know, you have to mask your sense of insecurity, mm-hmm. right? And you have to walk in there and say, "All right, let's let's do this." Right. And that can be a character. Mm-hmm. That can be a display of confidence. Yeah, that's one of the things. Um, John Bates, an executive coach on speaking. And that's part of his lesson plan there too, which is he he, he goes to a, a lot more exercises about this, but it's, it's basically about um, confronting your monkey mind. Like what character have you made up for yourself before you get into this uncomfortable situation? Most people would be saying, hey, you know, I'm going to fail. The audience is not going to like me. The, the yeah. person is going to judge me when I start opening my mouth. That's all in your head. That's your monkey mind, right? So he trains you to, to get that verbally out loud put it out there and then put it away and then create a new mind for yourself, which is when I go in this room, they want to know what I'm talking about. They want to hear from me and I'm going to do it in such an eloquent and confident way. They can't help, but, but to hear me. Right. So, so you kind of like you prep your mind a little bit and then you go in there. So maybe that's kind of send the character for yourself too, to a degree. Yeah. So do you do like public speaking or anything? Cause that, that's another one where I think it, it it's a great it's opportunity a for most people probably. Yeah, you, yeah. You, so, so that was another thing that I've done mm-hmm. a lot of to get uncomfortable, right? So the first, you know, 25 times I did it, right, 
I'm literally, I'd have to wear, <laughs> I'd, I'd wear two shirts and I'd always make sure I wore a shirt that wouldn't show giant sweat stains. Cause yeah, yeah. I mean, I'd be up there sweating bullets, <laughs> but you know, now I can get up in front of an audience and, mm-hmm. and yeah, I might still, you know, get yeah. kind of nervous beforehand, but it's not a big deal. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I still get super nervous. I, I, you know, I, I think one of the scarring memories for me <laughs> was back in, um, was it high school? I, I didn't know if we're going to talk about your childhood. <laughs> it always comes back to my childhood. So I, I was in high school and there's student government, of course. And I was like, you know what? I think I'm going to run for election. I'm going to run for one of these positions, right? Treasurer. I'm Asian. I'm good at math. So let me run for treasurer. That makes sense. Comic books for all. <laughs> Comic books for all. So I run for it and they make you give the speech and they tape you. And the, um, the AV club tapes it, and they play it in front of the morning class the next day or so. So I'm giving my speech, and I, was, and I stutter, right? So I, I've always stuttered growing up. So I, they tape me. I start saying, hi, hi, hi my, my, my name is, you know, horrible, right? I get done taping, and I ask the people, I was like, hey, can I redo that? They're like, no. <laughs> I'm like, oh, <laughs> there's no reason why they couldn't let me retape that, but they say no. And there you go. Next morning, there I am on the TV screen doing this thing. So I think that in itself like kind of scarred me a little bit. Yeah. And throughout the day, people would come up to me and say, hey, Johnny, just want to let you know I'll, I'll vote for you. I was like, mm, thanks. So. <laughs> <laughs> did, you, did you win? No, I did not. <laughs> <laughs> but that's, so, I don't know if that's, that, that's not a good story to get uncomfortable to convince people, Johnny. <laughs> <laughs> but fast forward, right? So um, let's see how long it goes. This, I don't know, like five to seven years ago, I, I came up with one of these ideas to do like a Kickstarter type competition in the engineering. We had some extra funding. I was able to scrounge up and I wanted to start spur some innovation in the or, in the um, organization. So I held this like a uh, Shark Tank like event, right? Where people would submit the proposals. They have 60 seconds to pitch it and I have a panel of judges to, to grade them on, right? And I guess it didn't really occur to me to almost the day of when I'm like, oh shoot, I'm going to have to MC this thing. So here I am in the big auditorium with like you know, 100 plus folks and judges and the proposers. And and I just had to get into character. I was like, okay. So for today, I'm going to be kind of like a, a game show host. So, and it just kind of kicked in a little bit. I, I wrapped my head around it. It's like, okay, I need to be more enthusiastic than normal. I need to be more humorous than normal. I need to, you know, move the thing along, just take control of the event, sort of. And it kind of worked in that situation. So... Hmm. Prepping the mind. So as I see it, right, in, in most of these things, in any job that we do, you know, the, so like how I kind of put it, right, I can go do a job for a year and I probably learn 80% of that job, right? Mm-hmm. And then after that, I'm kind of building on those skills. So if I have a vision of, you know, long term, I want to be a program manager, I need a broad base of skills. Yes. So. I'm going to have to go do a bunch of things that right. are completely outside of my wheelhouse. Maybe things you don't want to do, but you know you need it as part of your yeah, tool right. Set. Yeah. The, that tool set, right? Yeah. I need to understand budget. I need yes. to understand schedule. I need yes. to understand different technical yeah. arenas. Yeah. Human right? resources, yeah. Exactly, because yeah. it's all part of being this broad-based sort of leader that can step in, understand right. anything quickly, right. assess the situation, and then make good, effective decisions. If yeah. I am a one-sided, you know, single-faceted leader, well, I'm probably not going to make very good decisions. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, you know, I, I have to be willing to step into any situation and 
learn about it, and I might have to do it for a year or two, right? Yeah. I mean, and on top of that, part of being a good servant to yeah. any organization that I work for is that they might ask me to go do just about anything. So let me ask you this. It's funny. Do you ever say no to somebody? Do they ask you to do, like, this outreach event or this volunteering or the speaking event? Do you ever say no? I, I've never said no because I right. am uncomfortable with it. Right. I've said no because of time commitment. Sure, sure. Um, but, like... Like, I, I had to get up and I did, a, a like, a really large speech at the New York Intrepid Museum. What? Yeah, yeah. That was, and it, it was funny because, like, I was I was nervous as all get out about it, right? <laughs> and, um, and and it was funny because I had, I had two people that were way, way more senior than me kind of get up and, and give speeches before me. And they put the audience to sleep before me. Really? Oh, my God. They were, you know, it was Oh, funny. I thought it was going to be the other way around. No, like, these no, two no. bigger than life so, personalities before you. I was like, yeah. what are they doing going before you? Yeah, yeah. And so by the time they got to me, like, I was like, hey, all the pressure's off. These guys are gone. They're, like, <laughs> passed out. And uh, so, so yeah. you know, um, I mean, and that's part of the point, right, is we, yeah. we make all these stories in our head. And they're just like you were saying, yeah. they're just stories in our head. They are. You know, I can only do what I can do. But the more often I practice, yes. right, I'm going to become better. So like at that at that Intrepid Museum, I ended up giving another speech. And quite frankly, I blacked out because I was so <laughs> nervous at it. I don't remember how I did. But, you know, somebody was at least nice enough to say, like, you know, hey, I think you did pretty well. I yeah, had some yeah. people laughing. I brought some kids over. And, yeah. you know, but what so, I will say is I'll go do something like that again. And yeah. I wasn't near as nervous the next time. Yeah. I feel like that that is a fantastic gut check right there. Whether or not you say yes or no for the right reasons almost. I, I feel like I, and I joke around with my friends about this. Like, like in my position, my default is always yes. You ask me to do something, especially I don't want to do it or as uncomfortable as it is. It's the answer is going to be yes, unless of course there's other true commitments I've already obligated myself to or the organization to. But yeah. and I spent when when my schedule was more free, mm-hmm. I, I did all of those things that I could, and it was one because I I love sharing the message. Yeah, but it's also a great opportunity to build on those you know skills. It is, and they're incredibly important skills. Yeah. I, I saw some um, general speak the other day from the air force i believe it is and you can kind of tell that he was super polished he was he was a great speaker he was one of our keynote speakers but at the same time there was something about him and the reason was is because he was actually quite the introvert so it doesn't really matter if you're an extrovert introvert or whatnot it takes practice maybe you practice a different way but there's still a way to get there and a way to really deliver it in a very dynamic way and i know we're talking about uh, speech and public speaking right now, but it really does expand to whatever uncomfortable situation you're well, in. So are you an introvert? Uh, I think I, I border the line almost. I think I'm probably tipping towards extrovert just a, just a touch. But so, there's, there's so definitely times where I just want to... I rate out as an introvert, actually. Really? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so, so like, my preferred place is alone in a mountain far <laughs> away from people. <laughs> but, but, right, this is... Yeah. In order to do, you know, a job effectively, right, right? I know I have to do these things. So, so what I do, right, is I, just like you said, put on the performance. You go do it, yeah. and then I go home and I cry in my solitude alone <laughs> and recharge. <laughs> you know. There you go. Yeah. yeah. Hey, Daddy, why are you in the fetal position crying <laughs> again? Again. <laughs> Most nights, don't worry about no, it. It's fine. <laughs> All right. So, so where are some of our final takeaways for the audience here? 
So go get uncomfortable. Say yes. Default to the yes. I think that that's a really right. well said point. Okay. Um, so I think that you have to have an overall vision for your career in mind. Always. And so it's not just be uncomfortable, right? But yeah. be strategically uncomfortable. Be strategically uncomfortable. Yes. Build your yeah. experiences yeah. and don't be afraid to take exper- experiences mm-hmm. that build to your long-term vision. I, so I, many times I see people in their yeah. career do the same job for yeah. 10, 15 years. And I respect that. But at the same time, mm-hmm. don't be afraid you know, or don't yeah. let fear stop you from changing and taking new opportunities. Let, let me uh, maybe counter that thought just a little bit or, or tweak it, which is even if you don't have a life plan or a career strategic plan yet, just say yes anyways. It's better than sitting there mm. saying no and not doing anything because if you say yes, it may just lead to something. That's fair. And, and who knows where you end up. I think a lot of people may would probably say, I didn't know my career would end up where I am today. I just, think maybe you should say yes to me tonight. <laughs> For the movies. Ooh. Uh, actually, I watched It last night, mm-hmm. the scary clown movie. Why the hell would you watch that? <laughs> Seriously. I can't even look at clowns without getting tears in my eyes. Is that right? Oh, God, I hate him. It was actually a pretty good movie. No, it, it was it, the, it, the yeah. original It, watching oh, that. Oh, yeah. It scarred uh, me. Yeah, that, that's yes. the thing. I actually yes. can't watch him now with, like, yes. I see a clown in the street, and yeah. I actually want to hit him in the face. But, Jeremy, this whole episode is actually an inter- intervention for you to get un- uncomfortable <laughs> And go watch the It movie, man. All right, I'm not going to say yes. <laughs> That's not going to happen. <laughs> All right, well, I appreciate um, everybody listening to our podcast, Bear Leadership. Please go ahead and rate it uh, five stars on uh, iTunes or whatever uh, podcast uh, listening app that you're on. Even if it makes you uncomfortable. Yes, definitely. All right, thanks, everybody. Till next time. <laughs>